Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good friend, Pastor Bruce. That's a great uh, compliment to get, isn't it? As someone considers you a friend in this day when uh, everyone seems to be very cranky with one another, to have a good friend is a good thing. Turn to the person next to you and say, will you be my friend? You need a good friend today. And thank you to our friends on the, on the platform our wonderful worship crew. Mark, I want to ask Mark a quick... This is, this is the sort of thing Jeff does, so you don't feel like you're missing your pastor too much. So Mark, I want to ask you a question. We haven't prepared to be worried now. now what, do you, what do you like most about getting up here, apart from the fact that you, know, you get to use all these amazing new pedals and the amazing instruments that you get to, to buy and play? But what do you love most about being up here worshipping on a Sunday? Oh, look, I think it's being part of the team, the worship team, and, and feeling the spirit move in, and being able to bring it into the building wow. that's such a such a an honor yeah to do that yeah this this bit's just you know that's the fun stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's the details but the actual yeah the honor of serving together and part of a team so can we thank um mark and all our worship team and everyone that serves at the inner church thank you so much mate uh couldn't do it without you so I've got to go, got to get things on the right side. Um, yes, Pastor Jeff's been very, very busy. Uh, Vietnam, he's now in Malaysia. I think he's going to Cambodia on the way th- back through. And they, he's just come back from the Kimberley. That's great, Mike. Thank you, by the way. It's awesome. Um, come back from the Kimberley with Luke, uh, talking about the incredible things that need to happen up there. And the, the, the Church of Jesus Christ has, uh, carries the hope in these, in these earthen vessels, you know, the hope of the world is carried by his church. Jesus has chosen his church. And as much as people go, yeah, the church is irrelevant or they don't like certain things that happen in the church, you know what? Jesus hasn't changed his plan. The church of Jesus Christ are the ones who are proclaiming the gospel, sending the Great Commission, uh, proclaiming the day of the Lord and the goodness of God, as we sang before. And so you're a part of a church which absolutely fundamentally believes that uh, Pastor Jeff and Rhonda, their mission here wasn't to, to build a nice club, uh, where we believe a few things. It's, it's actually to change people's lives and to change the world uh, for Jesus' sake. And so it's a great privilege to be able to share the word this morning. And um, I think we need to hear the voice of the Lord. There are so many voices out there. Uh, probably there's voices screaming at you if you're, if you're on holidays, if you're a parent. Who's got kids at home at the moment? You're thinking, I can't wait till school starts again. Send them back to school, right? Yeah, it's, just, just send them back to the school teacher. So we get, we get to cop it. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, but there's so many voices out there, you know, and certainly online. You go online, and I'm a little bit, I'm not sure if you're like this, but you tend to get, you like a good argument. And so you sort of, so rather than being in the argument yourself, you just watch other people argue. It's like the latest entertainment is watching people pummel each other online, you know, whether it's a YouTube channel or a TikTok thing or a YouTube, uh, Facebook sort of uh, thread. Um, all, you know, technology is great, but it's, it's, it's created a whole lot of new ways we can hurt one another. You know, and I think, man, we just got to make sure we keep our hearts pure, our focus right, and that's what I felt the Lord's message for us this morning was to get things back to the very core of what He called us to be, and that comes from the book of Matthew, chapter five. Um, those of you who didn't didn't need to go to Bible college to learn this, but what is the uh, Matthew chapter five? Another another reference to that called. The Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, okay, very famous teachings of Jesus. And uh, Jesus it said, it said that he actually saw the crowd coming. And uh, I think Jesus, he, he loved people, but he needed to get away from the crowd sometimes. So he actually went up the mountain 
and shared some very, very pivotal things with his climbing companions. So those that are doing the journey of ministry and life with you, they're the ones that God's called us this morning together to hear the, the word of the Lord. And uh, the title of the message, based on the Beatitudes, is The Blessing of God Made Simple. The Blessing of God Made Simple. Of course, you all get a bit nervous when someone says anything made simple. You don't believe it, right? You're like banking made simple, you know? Online booking made simple. Healthcare made simple. Whenever, they, whenever I see that, I think, yeah, someone's created a whole labyrinth of mess for me to have to navigate. When I used to be able to go into a bank and just say, oh, can you help us do this and fill out a form and do that? Bang, done. Now it's you go, yeah, I won't bore you with my story. Um, and I won't, certainly won't say what bank it, which bank I'm referring to. <laughs> very good, very good. But uh, yes, to change, to change an account, you know, from, a, from an offset account back to a net saver account because we changed what we're doing with our loans, as probably a lot of you are, changing the you know, fixing interest or getting it. Uh, yes, no, you have to do that yourself. He can't do it for you. You have to go and do online and do that yourself. So go online. There's 50 things that, you know, press four. Press five, press six, press seven if you are sick of all these options and want to hang up. You know, <laughs> Press eight if you wish to pray and ask God for, for grace. Uh, so we do that and it doesn't work. So we go into the, we, we go back into, into person, right? Go Make it simple, go to the source. Go to the source. You, you want to know what the answer to anything is? Go to the source. So we go into the bank and we line up and we go and see the teller. And the teller tells us to go to someone else. You have to go to see the concierge. And concierge says, no, you need to go back to the teller uh, and go to the teller. No, you need to go to the concierge and tell them you need a specialist. Okay, can we see the specialist, please? No, they're not in until next Thursday. Um, okay, can we book in next Thursday? No, you need to go to the teller to book in your appointment with the specialist. So I'm just, we just want to change the account. Can you, yeah, made simple. It's like the, uh, I've seen this meme, I think it was a meme or a TV show, where someone, it's like recycling made simple. And they've got the sign, literally, recycling, saving the world, one simple solution at a time. And they had like six different big coloured bins, different colours for different types of things. And this lady had finished her lunch and had done a few different things with kids and she had a bit of a tray full of mess with maybe a bit of alfoil and a cup and a plastic thing and some food scraps and some, a wooden knife and fork. And she had different things, aluminium cup. Uh, can maybe she's on this tray and she's she's looking up and down this this line of all the the bins for different types of recycling she's there for half an hour standing at the end she just she's overwhelmed she puts the tray on the ground and walks off I don't want you to do that today. I don't want you to find the things of God. It's all too hard. It's all too murky. It's all too much trouble. I'll just keep battling on the way I've been battling on and maybe something will change. Hope something will change. No, don't do that. Don't do that this morning. Don't get, in fact, don't even get knotted up about the blessing of God. Some people get knotted up about how to live a blessed life. They think, am I, am I, am I good enough? Is it for me? You know, it's, it's not for me. It's for everyone else. It's not for now, it's for when I get to heaven, and it's not uh, physical, natural things I can enjoy. It's just the spiritual sort of flowery things. But don't get knotted up over blessing. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be blessed now. He wants you to have a sense of abundance in your natural life, your emotional life, your social life, and of course your spiritual life. God wants the package deal for you. He didn't come just for you to go straight to heaven. He wants you to experience his goodness, that song we sang. 
He wants you to experience his goodness now. And some of you are going, yeah, that's not the God I know because I'm, I'm, I, I ain't getting any of that. Well, perhaps our perspective is measured on the wrong metrics. And when I say metrics, I think I like to call them me tricks. Because basically we're tricked into, we trick ourselves and others into thinking that we are better off than we really are or not as well off as we really are because we're measuring against the wrong thing. We're comparing ourselves with the world's metrics. And those tricks are basically telling us either you need more or you don't deserve more or you'll only be happy if you get this in your life. And, and Jesus took his disciples up and he said, you know what? My climbing companions, this is what matters. I've come to give you life and give you life abundantly. But, everyone say but. But, yeah, it's a good word, but. It's got lots of but. You've got to do it my way. There is a way that we have to follow. God just doesn't work like a Santa Claus because he's, he's nice. He has principles. He's holy. He's righteous. The ways of God work. The work, of our, the work of every believer is to believe and to follow his ways. And that's where today we're going to go back to the book of Matthew and find out what are the ways to experience a blessing, the blessing of God in our life. So the blessing is made simple. Being blessed is our calling. It's our inheritance. It's our destiny. It's actually our responsibility. You might say, well, Michael, I don't need to be blessed. Yeah, that blessed. I'm just happy, just you know, surviving. It's actually you're not actually in God's best will for your life because God called us, as He did Abraham, to be blessed so that we could be the great flow of, of ministry that comes out of the life of this church is because people have been blessed enough to be able to say, I'm going to serve, pray for, invest in, and support what this our church is mission is as part of the overall mission of the, the worldwide church is to be a part of the answer to be a blessing because our world desperately needs hope and blessing so it's actually irresponsible and selfish for us to not to be blessed and of course it's not one of those messages about god wants you to have thousands millions of dollars and drive rolls royces covered in gold uh, i can't that'd be a bit heavy wouldn't it be very bad for the fuel economy if you had a gold plated rolls royce but it's, it's not about that it's about being blessed to be able to experience the goodness of God as a loving Father, but also to be a blessing to our world. So blessed literally means happy, fortunate, and manifesting an enviable state. So when someone says, are you blessed? Are they asking you, do you feel like you're fortunate? Do you feel like you have things that go well for you? Do you feel happy? Do you have a life that when other people look at your life, they look at you and go, ah, oh, I wish... I have what they have. That's actually what blessing is. God wants us to experience that. Happiness, fortunes, the opportunity just seemed to work out for us. There's a guy at our, at our work um, at the school, and every time we have a, a, a raffle or a little competition or a quiz or a puzzle or something that we do as part of our well-being initiatives uh, that Pastor Linda, she's always um, got new ideas to help people feel connected and have fun. Every time we have a competition, this guy always wins it. And, he, and he's, a love, he's a lovely guy. He's got a beautiful family that keeps growing. More kids. Maybe God figures he needs more help. He's got lots of kids on the way. Uh, but he's, just, he's, just, he's, a, he's a blessed man. He has a, just a, a heart to just about to receive, but also a heart to give. And God wants you to be that. He doesn't want you to be the person that says, oh, nothing ever works out for me. You know, not for me. Not now. Not in the way I need it. Don't get knotted 
up about the blessing of God. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have a life that other people look at you and go, I don't know what that guy is on, but I want it. Which someone next year, we, we had a sound guy come into the church uh, years ago, when, and it's great to have, uh, thank you, Mike, up there filling in for Mitch. He's, he's over overseas. Uh, thanks, mate. Um, we had a, someone come into the church to help fill in for sound when I was worship leading back in the Godrick Street years and years ago with my all the moves. Oh, and uh, he was not used to church. He was a secular engineer. He, he struggled to get there at, you know, at half past seven in the morning after doing a two o'clock gig. And he came in and he was just, he was just, oh, you know, lit up a, lit up a, a durry in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the what do you call it, the uh, laneway behind the church. You know, he comes in, hey, mate, so uh, what, what, I have a bit more fallback. You know, uh, and then we start our, just start our rehearsal. We're jumping around, you know, stuff like, we want to see Jesus lifted high. Back in the good old days when, when they wrote good songs. No. Oh. No, I did, they were very poppy. It was very poppy. It's just very poppy. And we'd be jumping around. And uh, I remember him saying to me, mate, mate, either you're on drugs or you've got something I've never experienced before. And I said, it's, just, it's the joy of the Lord. It's what it is, brother. It's the joy of the Lord. So God wants us to have that enviable life. God's ways, though, as uh, I said, Jesus said to his disciples, you've got to do it my way. I want you to be blessed. This is how you're going to do it, but it's got to be my way. And when it comes to the blessing of God, the less of these things are going to afford you more of what you actually need in your life. So we're going to take a bit of a, uh, an unusual take on blessing because when it comes to blessing, less is more. To experience a renewal in your soul, in your behavior, in your experience of life, God wants us to be less, and I want to take you through a list of the things we need to be less at. So let's take through verse by verse. Let's pray, Father. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your, your goodness to us. We thank you that we hear your voice today. These are not just stories or opinions. This is your word made flesh and made alive to us as we experience the love of Jesus in our hearts right now, speaking to us about how we can live the life that you've bought for us with your own blood. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for changed lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So verse 3, the, the thing that we need to be less of is be less obsessed with being a mini-star, but rather be a minister, someone who serves others. That, that phrase, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When it says poor in spirit, it's someone who has got open hands, acknowledging, I don't have much, I actually need, but that open hand is actually able to carry more than a closed fist that says, I don't, you know, what I've got's mine, and don't touch it. It's very hard to hold things and carry things in a, in a clenched fist like that. But if you've got an open hand, you can carry a lot more in it. And an open hand says, Lord, I need you. I humble myself before you, and I say, God, would you help me? You are God's favorite audience, an open heart, an open hand, acknowledging you, had, you don't have the answer, but you need an answer. And that's, they're the hands that God wants us to also be able to lift out and, and, and carry and help others as well. Remember, when you hold someone's hand, 
when you walk the journey, you don't hold fists, do you? We might fist bump, you know, I've fist bumped Pete before, uh, the COVID sort of thing, but you don't hold fists. I've seen people carry fists, it's like little, no, you hold hands. So open hands, hands that say, I need you. I don't have all the answers. What I do have, I'm willing to be open and vulnerable. So don't be obsessed about being a minister, be a minister. Verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I'm always sensitive when I bring out scriptures like that, because I know that probably this week there's been people who have either lost someone in their life through a tragedy or just someone's passed away, or maybe you're grieving a loss of some kind. Um, I had two funerals on on one day last week. Uh, Both people, I had great certainty and hope that they had given their life to to live for God and were going to be absolutely in the presence of the Father. But the reason we can be not worried, because it's be less worried about that which you don't have and be thankful for the thing that you had that was so special. The fact that we mourn or grieve is actually a good sign. It means there was something that was so important to us, so precious to us, that it aches, it hurts when we lose it. That is something to be grateful for. If you lose something and go, oh, it doesn't matter, I feel sorry for that person. They haven't really truly had something that valuable to them. And the same God who says, I gave you something so valuable, whether it was a partner in life or a child or a wonderful possession, but something that was important to you, to lose that, the same one that will comfort you, the Bible says they will be comforted, those that mourn, that same loving Father is ready to give the next thing, another blessing, another opportunity for your experience, his grace and blessing. So, so don't be worried about what you don't have. Be thankful for the thing that you had. Verse 5, you still with me? Okay, I got five, six, there's ten, uh, eight verses all together, so up to number three. Uh, be less concerned, because verse 5 says, Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Everyone, no one knows what meekness is these days. It gets, meekness gets a bad rap, because uh, we don't really understand what it means. But I believe it means be, be concerned, be less concerned about being great, and realize that humility is the most attractive posture to both God and people. If we just get this, when you see someone that's humble, they, they're happy to uh, defray the, the accolades or to give someone else the credit or don't try and you know, you know, jostle themselves to get the, the opportunity. Someone who's just, just gracious and me, it's, it's a really attractive thing, wouldn't you agree? You see, you see interviews on TV when they just, you know, like Keanu Reeves, you know, we should call it the Keanu factor. Because everyone's like, he's such a nice guy, he doesn't try to prove it, but versus some pop stars are like, yeah, it's all about me, and they're very sort of uh, narcissistic. But meekness is very important because you are less concerned about being great and realizing that humility is the attractive posture to God. I remember being at a worship conference years and years ago, a national worship conference, and uh, some other worship leaders, whose job was to lead teams, had the opportunity to spend time with some of the big names in the music worship industry, if I can put it like that, in the ministry. Uh, people you probably definitely all heard of, uh, if you're over 40, that is. Uh, back in the days, they, they were the people who produced all the big worship albums at the time. And this, this I remember this one guy, someone I, I respected um, at that point, he said, mate, what did, you, got, you, got, you got your business cards? You got, you got your demo albums? 
I said, what, what, what for? I mean, you should be handing this out to these record producers and these because you know you get in with them, and you, before you know it, you're around the world. I'm like, oh man, if I've got to if I've got to open doors for myself, I'm gonna have to be there the rest of my life holding that thing open. I want God opening doors for me. And I remember that it's at that same same conference. It was really interesting. God's got a great sense of humor. I might have told this story before. But Jeff tells stories like 10 times over, and you're still laughing. So I figure, I've got a good, good audience. <laughs> you're very, very good, good family, good family. Is, uh, I was asked to, uh, I had a seat in the front row of a big conference because uh, I was one of, the, one of the speakers. But then some guests came in at last minute from America, and the usher said, mate, you need to, need to um, give your seat up. And I said, oh, okay, no worries. Uh, where, where can I sit? I don't know, mate. It's not my problem. I've just got to sit these people here. And so the place was chock-a-blocked. So the only place I could sit was under the, under, the, under the desk, under the sound desk desk. So I'm sitting there, you know, the sound desk guy, he's got cans of Coke and, and there was no recycling bins to be worried about, thank goodness. But there's just a whole lot of stuff everywhere. I'm sitting there, I could, I could sort of see what's going on a little bit, but it's pretty uncomfortable. The next session, I went back to the green room and uh, Darlene said... Um, Michael, do you want to come out on stage, be, on, be on, the, on the stage to be on our panel? We need an Aussie. We had like Alvin Slaughter, Ron Canoli, all these big, big names. And they, they needed an Aussie, little Aussie. I said, why don't you come out? So I, there, I went from the, underneath the stage of the sound guy, under, sitting on my butt under there, to on the stage in front of thousands of people, you know. I don't think I said anything powerful. Uh, I, I said a few things, but... You know, you can never compete with a good American. It's just, uh, let me tell you a story. I wasn't going to compete with that. But I was up there, and God was, well, God was saying, trust me, be humble. That's what I'm attracted to. That's what will earn favor for you to be used by me. So, yeah, be less concerned about being great. Number six, verse six is, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. How hungry are you this morning for the things of God? Or are you drawn to pleasure and things? We need to be less drawn to pleasure and things. Now, I'm not going to go all Gnostic on you. Gnostic Gnosticism, and uh, if you go to the roots of epidemiology, uh, not epidemiology, ep- episti- epistemic knowledge, where it's all about the, the concept and the, the I guess, the, the non-tangible... The metaphysical version of something is more precious and important than the physical thing. God gave us things to enjoy. You know, a good hamburger. You know, a funny comedic TV show that's, you know, that's appropriate. They're good things. But the world will definitely try to get its talons on us and draw us to pleasure and things. We need to be less drawn to those things and we need to be more willing to invest in our soul's health and the satisfaction by putting God first. You know, the world will create desires you know, that's called carnality. It's called the flesh, and Paul wrestled with it to the day he died. Jesus had to go and make sure that thing didn't get a chance to affect him by going to the wilderness and he, he, the temptations of Christ. Of course, you've seen that, fleshly temptations. He had to just keep putting God first because those things, you think, what's wrong with them? The problem is God's not a cranky, old, austere, mean person doesn't want you to enjoy yourself. The problem is every physical pleasure in its end creates more hunger and thirst. You are never satisfied. They are insatiable things. 
So whatever the thing is that it keeps drawing it to yourself, promising it will satisfy that curiosity or that need or that comfort, that thing will never provide the answer and the hope of what you're looking for. It promises it will. If you do this, if you watch this, if you eat this, if you say this, if you spend time doing this, if you get this, you'll be happy. No, it's just like liar, liar. By the way, sin, and that's why sin, why, why, do we, why is it called sin? Because uh, it feels good, but it does bad. Write that down. Sin. It feels good, otherwise you wouldn't do it, you know? Someone has a, has a, has a, does not like tomatoes, right? And you put tomato plate, oh no, I hate tomatoes, put those, put those tomatoes away, I, I'm worried I'll eat it. No, no, you, you put ice cream there or something like that. Yes, I'm worried, I, could you like it? But the thing is, it will not satisfy. So God wants us to be drawn to things that will cause us to be hungering after his ways, hungering after him. Replace one hunger with another. Don't just do nothing. I've learned that. The Bible talks about when you clean out a house, you've got to fill it with the other thing, the right thing. Otherwise, the thing comes back with other, talking about demonic stuff, it's a bit, bit heavy. But it's talking about if you don't fill the house with the right things, it's just you're leaving yourself open for those those old things, those negative things to draw you away again. So find patterns, habits, things you can put in place of that thing that used to draw you away. Okay, Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It's pretty simple, isn't it? If you want mercy, sow it. So be less uptight. Be less uptight about your principles and rights and champion what, that which God says matters. And he says there in, in, in Micah, you know, he, just, he loves those that seek mercy, do justly, walk humbly before our God. Mercy. I tell you what, on the road, I'm not real good at that one. Yeah, there's a road. The road is a, like a, it's like it's, it's open slather. Everyone out there becomes... Potential, a potential enemy, right? <laughs> you figure that a bit of glass and a bit of tin between you, it's like, doesn't matter. <sighs> Honking and beeping and. <laughs> Don't, you're outing yourself. <laughs> you're outing yourself, brother. Oh, we should have an altar call right now for people who'd suffer with road rage. I tell you, we should call it road righteousness because it's not, it's, it's righteous anger, right? That's wrong. They're doing the wrong thing. Why are you, I'm in the right lane. Why are you beeping me? Some guy gave me some digital communication during the week. And I just wave back, brother. I say, That's the, don't, you don't wave with that finger. You wave like this. He's beeping at me and I'm thinking, I'll get really used to it, Linda. I'll get really, if I, did, if I do the wrong thing, I'll, I'll be the first guy to put the hand up at the back, you know, back of the window. Sorry, mate, pull, didn't see you. I pulled out a bit too fast. I can put my hand like this. I'll still go past, beep. And I'm thinking, hang on. I put my hand out to say, sorry. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting all worked up. Getting all worked up. So don't get uptight about your principles. Don't let injustice rob you of being kind. Better to be kind and taken advantage of than have a mean spirit but be right. You can be right but not do the right thing for God. You can be correct but be wrong. So just always think, God, I want mercy. I don't want you to judge me based on perfectionism. I want you to keep giving me cutting me slack well then it's how we show mercy to others had someone during the week had to go to the uh, Royal Perth emergency um, middle, middle of the night um, give, us, you know, give us a wave if you've ever been to the emergency room RPH okay I see that hand there. 
it's, it's quite an experience. We've done it a couple of times. It's like, you know the drill, okay? Triage, down there, yeah, get your cup of coffee, sit down. A cup of coffee wasn't working because the machine was off. That was my big disaster. Forget the other disaster that's going on. God, there's no coffee. I think I can look forward to the coffee. But I'm in there and uh, the coffee machine came back on. And this, this old, I'm not, I don't think she's that old, but um, she looked like she'd had a bit of a rough, rough life. She came up and she goes, hey, what's the time? And I said, oh, it's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's always a nice thing to say, isn't it? 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, it's great. I should be in bed. Here, um, yeah, can I help you? Yeah, um, buy me some dinner. And I, um, I'm thinking, is there, a, is there a sign on me saying, you know, um, steward or concierge or staff? I don't know. Um, what are, you, are, you, are you hungry, are you? Yeah, get me some dinner. It's over there. And I, I go, I'm... I've got, I don't, I've got my wallet, no cash, but I've got a wallet. It takes, um, I couldn't use the line, oh, sorry, i got no cash because it takes cards. Can't use that line, can you? It takes cards. She knew it took cards. Um, okay, I want that one. You know, it's $10.80. I said, oh, isn't that terrible? I'm being very honest now. Um, I think my card, and it's true, our card has a, it's a debit, it's a pay card, um, debit card, not a credit card. So it has a limit and it is low. Pastor Linda can verify this. It gets to the... Look, I don't know if I might bounce if I... <laughs> my card might bounce, right? How about that one there? There's a little sandwich there for $5.60. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get the card. No, thank you. But I thought... I mean, it's in, I'm, I'm thinking I'm alive. I'm, the person with me in the emergency room is alive. That's the more important part of the story. We're going to make it. I've got, we can buy. What's the big deal? Of course, some of you are going, oh, that's not right. You're empowering the problem. Be merciful. The world needs more mercy. And I want to, I want to be shown mercy by the Lord. All right, number nine, almost there. Number eight, sorry. Be captivated, be less captivated by the world's external news and the antagonism that goes on and focus on your inner world so that you can be part of the answer. So this is, this, this is the scripture, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We get caught up in all this mess of the world. We're called to come out from the world, be separate from, from among them. You know, you're in the world, but you're not part of the system. So, so be less captivated by all that antagonism. What, capt- what captivates you? For me, it's obviously it's, it's, it's online arguments about apologetics and about different worldviews, and I get caught up in that. But I need to keep a yielded, repentant, pure heart before God. Otherwise, I'm not going to be any good to anyone. I just become one of the stakeholders in this polarized world. Either I go and join that side, but then I'm against this side. But I, but I want to win this side. But I, can't, I don't agree with that side. So I'm, I'm doing this. I'm thinking, I'm no good to anyone. So I've got to keep a pure... Lord, let my heart be pure. So whatever situations I find myself, I'll at least be a, a representative of the truth. Because sometimes both sides have got it wrong. So be less captivated by all that politicizing and arguing. You know, whether you're on Musk's side or Zuckerberg's side, whether you're on you know, Russia side or Ukraine side, and when it comes to cricket, Australian side and the English side. I'm getting nervous now. Of course, uh, when it comes to antagonism, Simon Cowell is always against everyone, so don't be like that. Uh, but keep pure in heart. All right, number, verse 9, almost there. Verse 9. I'm going to finish early today because the last couple of times I've preached, I've gone a couple of minutes over, so I owe you a couple of minutes, so you can have a longer coffee on me. I'm not, not paying for it, I'm just... <laughs> the, time, the time. 
Pastor Rhonda, am I getting the... Is there any thumbs... No, no, th- no thumbs up from the front. No. I think it's Rhonda. She'll do it. She'll do it. She'll do it. But I don't want to beep it. Sorry? Leo's cool. Oh, nice. Well done, Pastor Rhonda. Uh, verse 9, be less... Before I, you, you, you guys have caught on to this, haven't you? Be less spells bless. You got that? Okay. okay. I knew I got the right crowd. You're, you're switched on. Be less caught up in competitiveness and seek to get along instead of getting ahead. Be peacemakers, in other words. And Pastor Jeff preached a great message a couple of weeks ago on being a peacemaker, not a peace finder. Someone who's just looking for comfort and peace and gentleness. It's like, no, sometimes you could go into a, a place of war and antagonism, but you can bring peace through the wisdom and the grace of God. And it is more important to get along than get ahead. But the world is, of course, very, very competitive. Um, verse 10. Be less afraid. So let me read the scripture for you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Do you get that? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. I have, a, I, have a, I have a challenge with this one here. The challenge is, it is very hard to extricate your humanity from your fundamental belief that Jesus is the answer, he's the way, yet still say, but I'm not perfect. In other words, Jesus is perfect, he's the way, but don't base your, the validity and the errancy of God on my human performance because I'm going to muck up. So I'll get picked on because I uh, said the wrong thing, drove the wrong way, b- believed a different thing. But the Bible says you're blessed if you are persecuted, not because of that. I mean, God will, be, God will have grace for you and he'll help you through, you know, people are being mean to you. You can find comfort in, in God's word and with one another. But it says you are blessed if you're persecuted for righteousness sake. So I'm thinking how much of your life is out there because you're a Christian and you're being persecuted for that. And I think, Lord, that's okay. I want to be picked. If I'm picked on, I'm not because, not because Michael was a bozo or did the wrong thing or someone just got upset, but because literally something in me aggravates or agitates their sense of uncomfortability about their eternal directionality. They are, there's a conviction going on because I mentioned Jesus is good or that God has a plan for your life. Can I pray for you? If I'm, if I'm assaulted because of that, man, that's, it's, it's so good because God's, he'll, he's, got, he's got my back. Absolutely, he's got our back. But I mean, something is happening in the eternal position, the, the, that person's capacity to believe. It might not look like it, but tell you what, there's conviction happening. And so I really pray that we can go out there. I even started thinking about designing some T-shirts, you know, um, saved. All the rest is just details. I did see a really good T-shirt the other day. I was going to buy it. It says, um, it was a, uh, I'm, uh, sometimes I, I really miss my husband, but my aim is improving. <laughs> I used to miss my husband, but my aim is improving. But that's not the T-shirt you want. You want the T-shirt is, you know, God, God loves you. And of course we go, oh, I shouldn't do that. You should keep it on the down low. You know, be a respectful witness. Be someone that people can respect. I, has, that, has that helped anyone? Where you don't ever mention Jesus or they know you're a Christian, but they think you're a nice guy. I mean, I try and be a nice guy, but that's not going to get, it helps someone repent and find God. 
Now, we're not starting this week. Our next Metro campaign is we're going to go street witnessing and preaching and, come on, you're going to burn in hell. I mean, I don't think Jesus ever said burn in hell. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. But if there's a way we can open that door of invitation, whether it's just inviting someone to church or saying, can I pray for you? Some of us are in situations in, in companies uh, where you're not allowed to say that. It's almost like you could risk getting fired. I thought, Lord, you know what? Part of me just gets so sick of bowing to the world system. I say, I, I, once again, I'm not saying go and tell your boss, I've been praying for your boss and I'm going to preach to all the people in the, in the staff cafeteria. But sometimes you feel like there's something you need to, to, to do and say and be led by the Spirit to do that. And the Bible says he will bless you. He'll make a way for you. He'll, he'll cause things to work together for good. So just as the... Um, Paolo comes out as we, as we close they're the Beatitudes he wants you to be less concerned about those things but make room for God in your life in these other areas life owes me nothing but this next breath everything else is a bonus and Lord I want you to use it all I need is this breath so instead of looking around for the blessing to look like the perfect job the perfect family everything's just going right Although that they're wonderful things. The grace of God for those things. We thank you, Lord, on our lives. But Lord, it's the fact that we know we are pursuing you, that we are called to a higher purpose, that we have an eternity that we're preparing for. We're practicing for ruling and reigning in the universe with you. And this earthly experience, Lord, is a, is a foreshadow. It's a practice run. It's a, it's a part of our learning to grip you through faith and to learn your ways that we might live in them forever in this life and forever. If we just close our eyes just as I pray. Father, thank you for every person here in the building. Thank you for everyone watching online, either in real time or perhaps they've just gone back to watch this on YouTube. Lord, you know the situation they're in. Maybe they don't feel blessed. They feel like they're empty. Lord, I pray that you would fill their cup as they come to you, as they humble themselves, as they bring that meekness and as they just show that poorness of spirit even as they grieve and as they mourn. Father, I think that you will comfort them. You will fill them. You will give them the inheritance of the kingdom of God. Lord, you never cast out anyone who comes to you. But Lord, if we come to you, we must believe that you are one who rewards us. Just as I close, I'd like to speak to those of you as their eyes are closed. If you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never said yes to the blesser, the one who gives the blessings, He's been somewhere out there, maybe you even believe in Him, but you've never asked Him into your life to, to take, take the lead, to be, the, be your advocate, be your mentor, be your saviour. It's just one breath away. It's one prayer away to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died that I might live the right sort of life, free from sin, free from temptation, free from condemnation, free from death even, Lord. If you'd like to say yes to Jesus this morning, I'm going to say a very simple prayer. We're going to say it together. And then we'll gladly go on this journey with you. But if that's you this morning in the building, would you just raise your hand so I know if I'm praying for you. Say, I want to say yes to Jesus this morning. Maybe you've prayed it a long time ago and you feel like it's time to come back to God. Maybe it's for the first time. Just looking around in the building here today. If you're online... We have a wonderful opportunity for you to also say yes. 
It's a thing called our Yes Text. So if you simply text 0488 826 392, if we can get that up on the screen, 0488 826 392, or online, yes.metrochurch.org.au. Don't keep doing life on your own. Don't keep battling through when Jesus said, this is how you can have a blessed, fortunate, enviable life by asking God into the every center of your, of, your, of your being, but also all your decisions. You're putting Jesus first. If you'd like to say yes, just say yes right now. Father, I thank you for those that are responding to you now. Lord, thank you that they begin a journey with you, that you are faithful. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you've been so good, Lord. Lord, when we, when we haven't experienced your goodness, I pray that we would still run to you, that you have given us hope that, Father, we are blessed because you said we are blessed. You made a way for us to be a blessing as well. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Thank you. Team's going to come out, and uh, we're going to sing this song together before we have a... I think I'm finishing on time. I have to do a fast version of the song, otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm not making good on my word. But it's amazing how people, they, they want to follow Jesus for what He can do for them. But you know what? Isn't it great just to love Jesus because of who He is? And that's what worship does. Worship just says, Jesus, even if it wasn't a forever, even if it wasn't all this blessing, the fact that you believe in me and you love me and that you're with me, Ah, oh, I just want to give you praise. So let's stand together. And uh, as, we, as we close the service, we have uh, Bruce downstairs on the uh, ministry time, which is going to be fantastic. Um, he's going to be praying for people online. We also have our prayer hub at the back. If you'd like someone just to pray with you or just to share something with you to encourage you in your walk, to be there for you. We have wonderful Peter and Lynette Gom just through the back doors there. Uh, they'd love to spend some time with you. And then the rest of us, let's grab a coffee. Have an amazing week. Let's thank God for His goodness. Let's sing it. Thanks, team.